Hello everybody and welcome to this Bloomberg Queen special podcast in association with Bazirx where we are talking about how to identify and stay safe from crypto fraud and scams. Now crypto is has really come up age in India in 2021 and very recently even a government parliamentary committee uh, looked at crypto and has recommended that there needs to be a structure around it uh, etc. So crypto is really on on the way up uh, the number of people investing in crypto is huge it it has become a mainstream uh, asset class but at the same time there's not much information sometimes on uh, how do you stay uh, safe in this uh, new asset class how do you protect your assets uh, etc while there's a lot of uh, uh, fear uncertainty and doubt that are often uh, spread by uh, some interest uh what we want to do here is deal with some of those issues and also put in place a structure a road map to help all of you who are interested in investing in crypto understand how you can protect your digital assets and today uh, to help us do that we have shashi prakash ja who is the head of legal and compliance at wazirx india's leading crypto exchange uh shashi brings over 15 years of experience in uh, creating compliance structures embedding risk management practices and improving fraud control measures for banking and financial services thank you so much uh, for being here today uh, shashi with us on this special podcast uh thank you avar for having me uh, on this podcast and giving me an opportunity to uh, talk a bit more around frauds generally and frauds in crypto specifically and how some of our investors can avoid you know getting uh, dragged into scams Well, uh, you you put it absolutely right. That's what we hope to talk about today. But first, uh, Sashi, uh, before we get into some of those questions as to you know what are the kind of frauds uh, that are prevalent in crypto, etc. What I want to really uh, understand is uh, now, of course, we, we we I already spoke about it. There's there's certainly a lot of uh, a fear, uncertainty, and doubt that's often spread by. Uh, some interest when it comes to crypto right uh, they say that no it's too volatile it's not based on anything etc and another uh, fear that spread is that it is it's it's not secure uh, etc now tell me something when compared to other asset classes is fraud in uh, crypto higher as compared to other asset classes uh, because this this is something you know hopefully that will uh, help me and others understand you know whether there's any truth to this uh, claims of crypto being uh, insecure uh i were uh, i understand uh, you know where this the whole misconception comes from because you know crypto uh, and blockchains are very new technology uh, little over a decade old so and obviously you know they are primarily decentralized and you see more misinformed uh, you know coverage in various platforms including social media etc where people have their uh, stories of how they got conned about something etc but you know if you look at the statistics that tells a very different story you know uh, if in terms of you know last 3 years uh, blockchain related frauds hacks thefts etc if i look at that or misappropriation you know in 2018 a total of 1.7 billion dollars of you know frauds etc were reported within crypto and i'm talking about within crypto only the same number for 2019 was slightly higher because you know market value of crypto assets had increased significantly and that number was 4.5 billion in 2020 that number has again come down to 1.9 billion so average fraud if you look at year on year trend is you know coming approximately 2 billion dollars now that is not an absolute number i mean you need to see that uh, in terms of the total market value of crypto 
So if I look at today's total valuation of cryptos in existence, so today we are sitting on close to $2.5 trillion of assets. And if you compare that with $2 billion of frauds, etc., within that community, that becomes a fractional number. Now, if we compare that with other asset classes, uh, let's say uh, banking uh, scans related to banking systems, you know, people getting conned on variety of stuff. So this number becomes very less, very insignificant. Obviously, it's there. And as a, a responsible stakeholder from uh, blockchain and crypto ecosystem, all of us try to uh, remove opportunities of fraud as much as we can. But it's like a participative process for everyone, including investors, other exchange partners, and, and uh, even uh, people like you in media who, who keep on, you know, creating more awareness through these programs. Thank you, Sashi. I think that was a very valuable uh, lesson, you know, that uh, you, you thought, uh, many of us, that really, when you look at the trajectory of crypto, when you look at how fast it's growing and the, and the total numbers, the total numbers of uh, uh, fraud are really not, not as much. And, and of course, you know, the, the very interesting fact that uh, crypto is actually based on blockchain which is inherently the most secure financial solution out there, right? So that that itself, I think, should give people a lot of comfort. But uh, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the uh, typical uh, crypto uh, scams, etc., that uh, you've uh, come across, you know? Uh, and especially uh, from an India perspective, are there any that are uh, far more prevalent in India, given the Indian milieu, etc.? Uh, actually, yes, uh, and and uh, that's a very valid question, especially in a market like ours, India, wherein you know most times people believe more on rumors than you know they do uh, on what experts or some of the more knowledgeable people are saying. So, if I come back to the situation on uh, all these frauds and scams in India, so you know typically we see uh, most of the investment-related frauds, wherein uh, some. Uh, People will come out with offers which look too good to be true, right? They will simply say, if you send me, say, one Bitcoin or one Ethereum, I'll, I'll give you double, right? And this looks like an unbelievable offer. And it, it actually is what typically happens. And I have seen multiple instances of such frauds, you know, getting reported through cybercrime agencies in the country, wherein uh, less informed investors have fallen in trap of some of those fraudsters. Initially, they would try to, you know, send you a scheme wherein you'll get some returns so that, you know, they build trust. And then you realize, okay, I'm making decent money, maybe 20%, 30% within, say, a week or 10 days. And then they ask you to send more. And you end up, you know, uh, effectively losing your lifetime's savings, crypto savings at least, sending them to that address and those guys vanish. That's a very prevalent uh, fraud. Another fraud is uh, primarily around this overnight or suspicious or, I mean, some of the coins which, you know, crop up overnight. And what they do is, uh, I mean, you can create a coin. Uh, it's very easy to create a coin. And you manipulate the market price through a variety of, you know, YouTube and Telegram-based influencers. And you try to jack up the price. Sometimes I have seen the prices going 25,000% to 200,000% within a spam of, you know, a week. And... Once, you know, retail investors or some of the less informed investors, you know, jump into that uh, greedy uh, train, these guys who have initially, you know, created that, they offload their own holdings to, to these poor investors and they vanish. So that's another sort of, you know, uh, scam which we see uh, happening more frequently 
then uh, we would like. And another scam is primarily around phishing, etc. And it's probably more related to you know security of the devices and how you access your investment sites, like say Wazirx. So if you have an account on Wazirx, obviously you have secure password, etc. And uh, obviously two-factor two authentication. If you are not sure, so sometimes scammers will send you phishing links, or sometimes you know try to uh, use social media or social engineering to get your passwords, and then they would hack into your account using your credentials and transfer value out. I have seen a few instances happening uh, during last one year in our country itself. Obviously, uh, there would always be you know variety of things like when you are more uh, aware of your transactions and where you're investing. I believe a lot of things become easier for us. But uh, again, uh, given that there is very less information available among retail investors, especially smaller investors who, who say maybe invest 5,000 or 1,000 or 2,000, they are usually, uh, they get carried away uh, in, in the whole hype that you can become rich overnight if you invest in crypto. That's that's not correct. Crypto is like any other asset class. In fact, I say it's a very risky asset class. And anyone who wants to explore crypto as an alternate investment avenue should be very careful in what coins, what projects they want to invest their money on. I think uh, that was very well uh, put, Shashi. And also the fact that you underline that crypto is a risky investment uh, class and people need to understand it, right? It is just like, uh, when you compare uh, bank FDs versus uh, the stock market, the stock market is inherently uh, far more uh, riskier. Uh, so, but if you don't understand it, some of these same uh, scams uh, uh, take place. So tell me, Sashi, how does a retail investor, especially somebody uh, small who's getting into crypto, etc., how do they protect themselves? And why is it very important to do your research? Why is that research so, so important as opposed to, I guess, you know, uh, just uh, listening to somebody on social media or a Telegram group, etc. Why is it important to do your research before investing in crypto to ensure that you don't fall prey to fraud or to scams? Uh, Ivor, uh, before I go into you know sharing some of my views around how to be aware of crypto frauds, etc. I would like to state this very important point. You know, currently there is no global authority which can guide you against cryptocurrency thefts or, or frauds, etc. So, like blockchain itself, it's essentially public venture, right? And most times if a fraud happens, say in India, someone gets scammed in India and money passes around, while the trail is always available on blockchain, at times, you know, identifying who is the scamster or fraudster here is difficult while obviously we try. So keep, keeping that in mind. And keeping that, you know, cryptos are largely unregulated globally and, and including in India. Uh, one has to be very careful in the kind of investments one chooses. Now, coming back to as an investor, what would I do primarily to ensure that I don't get scammed? I'll say, again, be very suspicious of any offers which promise virtually uh, life-changing returns overnight. Because most, most of them are scams. And most of them are perpetrated through a variety of channels, especially social media channels. So when any such thing comes in uh, your way as an investor, if offer sounds too good, well, look quicker. There is no such thing as get rich quick scheme, right? And uh, you'll find a lot of self-anointed uh, experts on crypto 
you know, and they will keep on, you know, uh, talking about variety of new coins, etc., which is going to the moon uh, overnight. But another step in that direction is do your own research. Following the herd may, may or may not necessarily be the right call. When I say do your research, if you are going to invest in a particular coin or a particular currency, cryptocurrency, then it's always better to know what the project wants to do. Who are the people behind it? Read the white paper. At times, I have seen that, you know, uh, interestingly, what some of the scamsters of new coins have done is they have copied a particular white paper, right, and simply put their name as a new coin. Say, let's say I, I picked up Bitcoin white paper and put my coin, Shashi coin. It is, it is a scam coin. And at times, their quality of work has been so bad that the Shashi coin... Uh, in the white paper, you will see multiple references to Bitcoin itself because the proofreading has been so bad. So any diligent investor has to read through the project, look at the people who are running those projects or promoting those projects and look at the useful case, what the project is going to do. If they are still convinced that, okay, it's a valid project and the people seem reliable, then only they should invest. In the same uh, directions, uh, after research, uh, I say, Security of, you know, your logging information, the devices which you use, whether you store your password in somewhere written, visible, or just open. You need to be very careful with the security of your authentication or login information of your investment sites. So if you're a user on Wazirx, I say use two-factor authentication. It's their free apps available on, on Google Play Store, Google Authenticator, or something else, or Authy. You can use that. They are a very, uh, I'll say, robust two-factor authentication platforms available, and you should use that. Also, never share your uh, login credentials with anyone, especially those people you don't know personally. You'll see a lot of people who, who may claim that they can recover your passwords or assets, etc. if you share your credentials. I have seen that happening where uh, some people may have lost their login information, and rather than reaching out to the exchange platform, they have relied on some Telegram group or some other social media platform and ended up sharing their login information. And those scamsters have reset the password and transferred the value out. So drain the account. So be very careful with those attempts wherein uh, your passwords or your login information may be compromised. And like any good, I'll say, uh, online behavior, one should be very careful on where to click uh, because, you know, at times, Someone may spoof my website, wazirx.com, with something else. We have seen in attempts in the past where fraudsters or scamsters have tried to create a spoof website so that you know they can capture your login information, authentication information. So be very careful that you know it's properly secured, security certificates are there, and you're writing the right, uh, typing the right website addresses, etc. whenever you're doing. And obviously, uh, one needs to be very careful of uh, their own transactions which are happening uh, like you know if you're logging frequently if you're a trader or investor obviously you look at your portfolio look at any transaction which is appearing as suspicious if you find something suspicious register the customer support and avoid uh, these overnight you know pumps and dumps you know I i'm sure a lot of people will come bitcoin not bitcoin say uh, another coin uh, ada or X xrp ripple is going to uh, go thousand x in two days well, anyone can say anything, but do not believe in everything you say. Do your own research and then uh, there will be very minimal chances that you'll get scammed.
or, or defrauded. But Shashi, that was a very, very comprehensive uh, list of best practices, tips, etc. I'm sure that uh, all our listeners will really appreciate it from the new investors right up to the experienced uh, investors. Uh, Shashi, uh, one one question in terms of, you know, while you provided some great tips, what does what does a user do in case of an attack, right? Let's assume that uh, somebody, uh, it, it's happened and somebody has now fallen prey to an attack. So what, what what is the way forward in such a scenario? Are there ways to recover your digital currency assets? Well, uh, well uh, blockchain is a transparent ledger, right? So any transaction which is happening, even if someone, uh, you know, someone scams you and asks for transfer of a value, it's still visible on, on the blockchain, entire blockchain. However, who is the beneficial owner at times, you know, is difficult to trace. Efforts are being made globally to plug that loophole as well. But, you know, it's still a work in progress. That's it. When as an investor, you get scammed or defrauded, you know, the first thing you should do is uh, reach out to your nearest cybercrime uh, center, police station. Every state has a dedicated cybercrime cell, like mostly coordinated at state level. And there is a dedicated cybercrime cell at national level under Ministry of Home Affairs. It's called I4C. It's National Cybercrime Coordination Centers. They manage centrally the entire cybercrime requests. There is a website of government, CyberDost. Once you reach out, they, they can make a complaint online. They do not need to go to even a police station. They can make a complaint online through these portals. Provide as much information as you can. Whenever you're doing transition, try to record screenshots, try to retain uh, those uh, communications which you have with uh, possible scamsters or fraudsters and provide that to police. Police has, uh, or cybercrime teams have visibilities around IP tracings. They can at times help trace the movement of assets. And they also have the legal right to ask for more information, even from overseas exchange, assuming that the money, uh, the asset has moved from, from Indian exchange platform to, say, an overseas exchange platform outside India. So if you get defrauded, first thing you do is, and time is very critical here, the first thing you do is, Use your nearest cybercrime resource. If station is there, fine, or use online. Uh, online portal is available. Log in your request and, and wait for the police to do, uh, you know, further investigation on the matter. Thank you, Sashi. Uh, my, my last question is around uh, y'all as a platform. Now, Wazirx uh, is one of uh, India's leading uh, crypto exchanges. Uh, y'all have global uh, connections, uh, etc. Now, Tell me something, how do y'all build trust in this very, very critical uh, matter of protecting users from fraud and uh, scam? How do you all educate users? And uh, going on from that, I also want to understand how you deploy uh, intelligent technology to proactively detect uh, any uh, fraudulent uh, behavior. Now, I know that banks do a lot of uh, uh, such uh, proactive uh, threat analysis and monitoring, etc., do you all also do the same? And uh, what is the confidence that investors can have that you all also use the latest uh, cutting edge uh, technology to really protect uh, what is uh, the latest when it comes to an asset class uh, today? That's uh, crypto. Yeah. So uh, in good old days, you know, there was there used to be a saying that banking is a business of trust. Well, I'm not sure whether uh, that is valid even today. But, you know, in crypto, we start with trust as a primary layer of, you know, architecture. So uh, our system configurations are designed in such a way that, you know, every stage, 
because we are dealing in cryptographic assets. So every stage has very strong, you know, authentication and, uh, you know, logical access. That's on the architecture side. And I won't be delving into much in that aspect. I'll, I'll come on physical side, what we do. So we have created our processes and policies in such a way that there would be minimal opportunities for a scamsters or fraudsters to join our platform. Because we believe that, you know, if our platforms are clean, there will be less of lesser opportunity for fraudsters. So to we start with a very robust know your customer and customer due diligence program, wherein if you want to onboard on, say, a platform like Wazirx, you need to uh, provide your uh, PAN number, your and other identification documents like Aadhaar, passport, driver's license, etc., and provide a photograph as well. Once that is authenticated, and some of them will be authenticated with government databases, then obviously uh, you log in. Then what we do is we say that, you know, only your KYC authentication is not sufficient. We also need to ensure that today, if you claim that, you know, you are the person using the platform, then the money you are transferring from bank is coming from that name itself. Let's say uh, I were, you created an account on Vajirx platform, then you need to link your bank account. And then that bank account goes through a process of verification, which we call penny drop in our local uh, internal lingo, wherein we validate that that bank account actually belongs to Ivor. So I have one my primary check through KYC and then I have a surrogate level of comfort that you know bank has also done its due diligence in creating the account for you. So that two level check. So then you start doing transactions on my platform. So to monitor transactions and, and to do a continuous you know uh, transaction monitoring and risk management we have created and, and invested sub, uh, significantly on infrastructure, including technologies which are uh, machine learning and AI based. We have invested in blockchain level analytics and forensics. We have invested in significant manpower increase. So our, to give you a flavor. So uh, while we are a company of close to 300 odd people, Vajirex, my KYC, uh, my compliance team is 60 plus. So, you know, that kind of focus, that kind of rigor we build to ensure that, you know, our platforms are secure from any access by fraudsters, etc. and any kind of penetration. Uh, apart from that, obviously, as part since uh, most users on platforms like ours are new users to cryptocurrency as an investment class. So we keep on running, you know, awareness sessions for them through our social media handles and through our Facebook pages, Telegram channels, etc. wherein we keep on sharing best practices on what to do and what not to do including investing, fraud, awareness, etc. And uh, like I said, we also have integrated, you know, if someone sends money to a known scamster's threat, uh, address, right, wallet, then those wallets are already flagged in our system. We know that, you know, someone is sending money to, same, the, same is the case. If someone is receiving money or cryptos from a known scamster's wallet from outside, we monitor those. Then we do enhance due diligence on those customers, reach out, ask for explanation why they are receiving this money from the scamsters. And if reasons are not sufficient, then obviously we uh, share that information with cyber crime agencies to investigate further. So we do all these multiple pronged strategy to ensure that our platforms are safe, our, the value stored on our platforms are secure, and anyone you know uh, trading uh, on Vajirex on is fully aware that you know uh, they're activities are aligned with us, their data is secure, and, and, and they can trade with confidence that uh, their value is fully protected and it's not going anywhere. 
Well, thank you so much, Sashi. It was really wonderful uh, speaking with you, and you've really taken us through this entire journey of explaining uh, everything about the rate of uh, crypto fraud to best practices, uh, to what users can do in case of an attack, and of course, finally about what y'all are doing as a platform. And it's very reassuring, I think, for uh, for most investors to know the the depth of technology y'all use, the best practices. Uh, etc. Knowing that this is just as good as any of the top uh, uh, financial institutions that we traditionally uh, deal with. So thank you so much uh, for being uh, with us today on this uh, special uh, Bloomberg Quint uh, broadcast, uh, Sashi. It was a real pleasure having you. And uh, everybody, uh, please keep watching this series because we're going to have a lot more uh, podcasts uh, on this series. And today we've been speaking to Shashi Prakash Jha, the head of legal and compliance at Vazirx India. And we've been speaking about how to identify and stay safe from crypto fraud and scam. So stay safe, everybody. May your wealth grow uh, through this uh, new asset class. And best of luck for uh, 2022. As many more of you will be investing in this uh, new asset class. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Ivor and Bloomberg Queens, for providing the opportunity to share our understandings on on fraud and crypto. Thank you very much.